Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. And happy motherfucking Friday to mm. you all. In song form. I, I like that, felt, though. I felt very Disney today. It's I don't special. know why. I'm that feeling a Disney special. vibe. <laughs> uh, David, how are you? Hello, hello. I'm uh, We have a lot of <laughs> Tell things. Tell us the truth, Dave. <laughs> how are you? Oh, so you, you think I'm putting on a happy face? Yes. I think you do. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do it all the time. <laughs> I Nobody's busier than Dave Blizzard, everybody. Yeah, oh, I wouldn't say that, but it's, I, it's true. I, I am definitely putting on a happy face today. Yeah. I'm in the process of moving again. Um, and it's just been a nightmare. The whole, like we only found out that we had to move like a week and a half ago. Wow. Two weeks tomorrow, actually. Uh, and it was just been, did you not pay your rent? What happened? Our, uh, so our landlord is just selling the house. Uh, oh. we've been, we've been renting. So we rented mm. for the last year and, uh, and they they put the house on the market. Um, and basically gave us three days notice that they were going to have showings and all that. So I spent my long weekend in a hotel. Wow. Oh, fuck. Yeah. With my dogs, by the way. Oh, God damn it. That sucks. Like the hotel would have been like, hey, kind, cool. A little bit of a getaway. I haven't gone anywhere in like a year and a half. But um, with the dogs in a hotel, every little sound, the air conditioner turns on and they're like, oh, what is happening? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> and they freak out. They're so oh they're so God. uncomfortable in a new space. They're, they're, they're trying to sleep. But every little thing that that goes off is just like yeah. like the little mini fridge in the in the kitchen area was like it kicked in. Yeah. And my dog lost his mind at like two o'clock in the morning. Like I thought I was going to have to pull the fire alarm. Everybody out of the building. My dog's losing it. Wow. Like, it was bad. Like it, so it, it wasn't a very comfortable weekend. Um, I'll, I'll, OK, just a few highlights as I throw the air quotes around that. Um I, I we clean the place up and a piece of advice to anybody who has to have some showings in their house, put some valuable stuff away. I forgot. I have a watch box that has like six watches in it Uh-oh. and I left it in my bathroom. Didn't think anything of it. It's always there. And I just didn't think to move it. Uh, get back from the long weekend to find one of the watches and the pillow that the watch wraps around gone. And they even like, stole the pillow? Yeah. They stole it? It was a total pick and pocket kind of deal. Uh, so we we're like, <sighs> wow. Fun, 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 fun. Um, we do have a camera at the front door. I was just going to ask. But the problem is, there were 75 showings. Oh, geez. You know, so how am Shit. I supposed to narrow it down? I can't call you every can't agent blame and go, someone so one to... of your people stole a watch from me. Like, I can't, you yeah. know, you can't do that realistically and reasonably. Um, so it was, just, it was ridiculous. We, we're watching this the it's the one of the motion cameras right so you walk in and and it turns on so one of the agents walks in takes his mask off and is just uh just sitting there fiddling on his phone waiting for the client to show up and 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 i'm like i think you're supposed to keep your mask on that's actually part of the uh part of the rules right now especially with showings of people in your house um anyway got that figured out uh so when we, we <laughs> there's the last showing on tuesday and uh, so my wife comes home. She she leaves the house because it was supposed to be half an hour. And uh, the the people who were doing the show showed up an hour late and then said, well, we'll just be quick. Mm. So she's like, okay. So you didn't tell went, them to fuck right off? No, yeah, no. She said, you know what? Okay, no problem. So she waited an additional 15 minutes past the time that they would have. She comes back to the house, opens the door with the dogs, and walks in to find a woman breastfeeding her child sitting on the couch the agent just sitting there, feet up. Make yourself at home. <laughs> yeah, right? And so my dogs are like, this is new. And they start losing their mind. This poor woman is sitting here. Look, when you got to feed, you got to feed. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't care about that. that. That's not a big deal. But they didn't even have the courtesy to say, hey, we're still here. So now we're walking into this. Um, and it's just so frustrating. And then this is the, this is the, this is the cherry on top. So my, my wife calls me. I'm here at the office, and she calls me freaking out. She's like, I've had it. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I've had it. And I said, well, what happened? She said, 
after the whole woman sitting on the couch, after all that we've kind of dealt with over the last little while. And there's other things. I'm just not getting to them all. But we get, she, she goes, I walked upstairs, went into the bathroom, and somebody left one in there. <gasps> they took a shit in your toilet? Somebody took a dump in my toilet and Did left one off. They didn't even flush it? It didn't flush. Oh, <laughs> my God. What is wrong with people? Right? So I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm trying to ask like questions that I think are important, and my wife's not enjoying it. <clears throat> but I said, uh, okay, some logistical questions. Did they try to flush? <laughs> yeah, is she's it like, clogged? Yeah, or? She's like, no. And I go, did they wipe? He's like, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, did they wipe a lot? Like, I'm trying to think, like, could they not flush? Like, was there something wrong? You know, like, I, I, I don't know. I, but it turns out that um, it was all on the up and up. It's just they forgot to wow. flush. Wow. That is disgusting. Right? That is disgusting. Nobody forgets to flush, no, by the way. No, this is, like, almost done on purpose. Like, it's true. Who is Who would do something like that? And I know there's some gross people out there. I know. Obviously, they're interested in the place that you're staying in right now, the yeah, gross right? people. Right. But why would you do that? It It does seem just so, like, Come on. Yeah. Like, what What do we have left here? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> we we oh, don't have the common decency between human beings anymore to just treat everybody respectfully. Like, what the, like, what are you doing? Can you take a crap the, in my house and leave it there? Did you sterilize the entire bathroom? Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like I would have done that. I probably oh, yeah. would have got a new toilet seat. I've been like, chewing Clorox wipes for like two days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just because I don't want anything I touch. I don't blame you. I don't now, blame you. Do you think this was intentional or an accident? Uh, I want to give the benefit of the doubt and say, I think it was an accident. Like, uh-huh. I, I, I think they forgot. I want to think the best of people. I, part of me is sitting here going, it's kind of funny a little bit. Like, <laughs> the prankster in me thinks it's funny, but the recipient of it is not happy about it. So so I'm in a weird spot with it. No. Um, but my wife, who's a real estate agent, is like, this is, this is bonkers. Like, how would you let your clients do this kind of stuff? You know, but I also don't is think the realtor that, supposed to follow the client into the bathroom and yeah, make sure they flush. Yeah. I, I, so when you're doing a showing, none of the none of the viewers are supposed to go into any of the rooms alone. Ah, so yeah, that's kind of the way it works. And yeah. also, after, let's say you do want some alone time in the living area. They'll usually just go into another room from what I remember the last time I was viewing a house. But also my realtor would also do a walkthrough of the place before we lock the doors. A lot left. of them do. Yeah. A lot of them will do that, too. Wow. So it, was, it felt a little negligent in some some cases they i think they sold the place i think they got what they were looking for which is great uh and our landlord was fantastic the whole time we were there so it wasn't like we, we weren't going to be difficult about it like they had to sell yeah. for personal reasons and we were like we respect that even though during a pandemic like they can't evict you you're not allowed right. um and so we but we still like we found a place and everything so we're good, good. But, it, but it was just a uh, one of those situations where you where you're like i want to try to make this as easy as possible for you but God, you have not made this easy for us. Right. You know, and it's not her fault either. Mm-hmm. It's not the landlord's fault. It's not their fault at all. Um, but it was just sort oh, of bad fantastic. timing. And then all these things kept happening as it was going along. And I'm like, this has to be a prank. Like like Scott said, like part of me in yeah. my head, I was thinking somebody is po- like Ashton Kutcher is going to pop out of the bushes and be like, you're unpranked. I'm like, what decade is this? Um, but, but that's how it felt going through this. I'm like, what next? Dude, Seriously, what next? That's but, just gross. Yeah, so that's been, a, that's been a stressful 10 days or so now. Uh, Did you check wild. the whole toilet? Make sure it wasn't an upper decker or anything I, like that? You know, so I said to my wife, I'm like, was there an upper decker? She's like, what's that? And I go, oh, oh. I always like those moments where there's a bit of uh, – uh, sort of a naiveness, I guess, a naivete, if you will, for yeah. my wife who doesn't know certain things. And I go, an upper decker. I'm like, don't Google it. <laughs> and, she, and then she goes, okay, I won't. And I'm like, Kat, you're familiar with the term, aren't you? Yeah, I think, isn't that when someone takes a shit up in the top, at the top in, part in the and takes the tank off? In the tank, yeah. yeah they, you take that, the lid off the tank and take a shit in there. Which just sounds like, like, what? What a process, <laughs> right? Oh my God. <laughs> well, because you've got to sort of straddle the tank and it's not easy to get your feet up on the bowl. That's the problem with an upper decker. Yeah, I mean, if you if you don't have a, a good grip with your feet, like you could be sliding on the seat or you could, you know... It, it's very it's dangerous. Dangerous proposition, absolutely. It, this is just like a prank-related thing, right? People just do this as a prank, or do they do it when they don't like the person whose toilet they're taking a shit in? So I just want the house on, they don't intend to rent. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. So I, I just want to go on record to say I know what an upper decker is. I've never done one, and I've never been the recipient of one. 
at least yeah. as far as I know. Um, but I, I was just eager to get her to find out what it was. I said, like, don't Google it. Whatever you do, don't Google it. But she she played me back on it because she goes, okay, I won't. And I'm like, no, no, no. I thought she was going to go, oh, now I've got to Google it. So so I'm like pu- pushing. I'm like, hey, just just don't Google it, whatever you do. And I just kept saying that over and over again. And she's like, I won't. I won't. I'm not going to. And I'm go, I'm go, I trust you, sweetie. I'm like, I, I, honestly, I, please, you don't want to Google it. I, I'm trying to get her to Google it. And she's just like, I'm not going to Google it. So and like, you were so fucking proud that you knew something she didn't. And you were probably dying to tell her, weren't you? I totally was. I was like, yeah. because it's such a dumb thing, right? You just, you know, when you get to tell somebody and then and they're like, oh, yeah. did, I didn't need to know that. And it's like, yeah, you feel a weird level of celebration. So I, I. I ended up screenshotting what it means on Urban oh Dictionary and sending it to her. I texted it to her. Aww. So I'm in the other room and I hear her phone ding. And then I just hear, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I told you I didn't want to Google it. Yeah, she's like, I didn't want to know. Come I on. Said, anyway, that's, that's been my highlight Poor of the week, thing. I guess, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's been one of those weeks. Dave, you must be happy as a Habs fan with the results of Game 5 last night. No, it's so weird. I don't care. Really? You don't care. At all. Explain this further. I don't know what happened in the last four or five years, but my hockey fandom disappeared. I don't care about it anymore. And it's not that hmm. anything happened. It's not like I watched a game and was like, all right, this is not my kind of hockey. I don't know. I just got I just stopped being interested in it. And it, it kind of taken me out of those fun rivalries because I, I really don't care. I really don't care. So you're not going to watch the game tomorrow night? Or do you um, care enough to probably take a glance at it? So put it this way. Uh, I didn't watch last night. Okay. Like, uh, but I wow. did. Like, I, I think I flipped through game one or two. Like and, and just a couple moments. Catching a couple minutes here and there. But really, I, I don't know what it is. And a lot of people are like, that's so anti-Canadian. And, and like, I actually got yelled at by someone for once saying I didn't okay. like hockey as much as I used to. Everybody with all you hardcore hockey fans need to stop with the hockey virtue signaling. Fuck off. Not everybody watches it. I know you might think they do, but not everybody does. Yeah. So I don't know why I I just lost interest. I don't know if it was other sports just became more interesting. Right. That's what I was wondering is because you are a football fan. I know that. And you remain a football fan. Mm -hmm. Is that the only sport? Baseball. No, no, baseball. Oh, baseball, of baseball course. Baseball's yeah. my favorite sport. Basketball's my second favorite sport. Maybe you just don't sport. really have enough room for to because you're a busy person. Because yeah. this is how I like to see it, too, is I would love to watch all of the things. I don't have time in my life yeah. anymore to watch all of the things. I, yeah. And so you have to take some things out of the equation altogether and say, don't fucking care anymore. I had to, yeah, I had to. I don't have time for it, Yeah, I think. It might be oh. part of it. That yeah. probably is it. Um, yes. I, and yeah, so it's interesting. And I mean, I'm now I'm, I feel like I'm on the sidelines of all the chirping. And <laughs> people aren't chirping me anymore. I'll get the occasional one, and I, I just respond with like, "Yeah, I don't care. I, I really, okay. one way or the other, I don't, I don't seem to care." And that's not like a flippant thing. It's not like I'm going out of my way not to care. I just literally do not care. So you would not be one of the people spending three thousand plus dollars on a ticket for the game. I will say this: I did look it up last night. Yeah, because uh-huh. I thought, "Oh man!" Like I, I'm from Montreal, so I thought, "Well, that would be kind of fun." But then there's the cross border travel and all the stay at home and stuff, and I'm trying to a good boy and all that. So Fucking said, Doug Ford. Yeah. Doug Ford. <laughs> Thanks, Douglas. Like, Can't go to the Bell Center. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm watching with very little interest, but kind of being like, oh, cool. That happened. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, those tickets, uh, the resale prices are insane. I'd love to know where those came from, though. Somebody screenshotted the Ticketmaster app this morning and sent it to us. And this was before tickets even went on sale for Game 6. And some people verified resale tickets. Some people wanted a thousand bucks for the three hundred level. Some people were asking three thousand for the one hundred level per ticket. I also, Six grand for a pair of tickets to that game. Mm-hmm. My question was, when did they go on sale? They go on sale this morning. So how are they all these resale ticket prices then? Are they they keys- must have some sort of a guarantee that they're in line to buy tickets. Yeah. Like are these season ticket holders? Maybe I think so. Yeah, I would assume so because I think they had for if I'm not mistaken, they probably would give the ones to the loyal fans and the season ticket holders first. They don't want to see too many Maple Leafs fans in the crowd. I no, think no, but will they? Probably. Yeah. I'm I'm guessing a good chunk of them will be Leafs fans. They're gonna find a way in. Well, Leafs fans will pay top dollar for yeah. this, and there's a lot of wealthy people in Toronto that have no problem going to Montreal tomorrow for possibly the first time. In 17 years, the Leafs have won a playoff series. 
So do you think there'll be like police lining up at the border of Ontario and Quebec and then saying, let me see your ID. Oh, you're from Ontario. What brings you to Quebec during the stay at home order? Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> hmm. Oh, I see you wearing a Leafs hat. I wonder where you're going. Yeah. And I'll, t- I'll confiscate your tickets while I'm at it. Yeah, basically, yeah. You know, uh, it's weird, right? I mean, Quebec is—they've uh, definitely loosened up their restrictions, but they still have a nine thirty curfew. The game starts at seven thirty. There's no way those people are going to be off the streets by nine thirty. So twenty five hundred people in the in the Bell Center during the first and second period, and then there's nobody in the third because you all yeah, have to go. Gotta home. get home. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll um, go over well. Yeah, I I wouldn't be at all surprised to see a ton of Leafs jerseys in that crowd. And I do think that Montreal is going to make their best effort to sell those tickets to Quebec residents. But Toronto fans, they'll pay top dollar for those. And and I know that some Montreal fans will as well. But uh, yeah, I just have a feeling that the people who get the tickets, if they're asking themselves, do I want to go and see my team probably get eliminated or do I want to make $6,000 for a pair of tickets that cost me 400 Well, the last hockey game I went to was in Montreal during the playoffs. Oh, it, shit. That would yeah, be a great game. It was a Canadians and Rangers game. And it it was, like, honest to God, probably the loudest building I've ever been in for a sporting event ever. Like, it was, it's insane. Like, the Bell Center's wild, especially when the team's doing well mm-hmm. uh, and they're in the playoffs. Like, it, there's an energy in there that the only thing that's rivaled it was the ACC when the Raptors were playing the Nets and Vince Carter was on the Nets, that was my first experience with Raptors playoffs. That's what I would compare it to. Like the building just just shook. Wow, uh, it was wild. So and then the run for when the Raptors won the championship, yeah, ugh. Like I mean, the Kawhi shot, like the building. I thought the building would collapse on itself uh-huh. after that. I mean, I, I so I, I do enjoy that. It's not like I, I would never go to a hockey game ever again, but. Um, I'd like the stakes to be high, I think. Mm-hmm. One thing I will point out, because you said you didn't watch the game, is there's Habs fans that are just taking a victory lap this morning. Like, oh, oh fuck you. We're back in it. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, listen, nobody has anything to be proud of from last night. Nobody does. Montreal blew a three-goal lead and got taken to overtime. So that's where they shit the bed. Leafs got scored on 59 seconds into overtime. They killed all that momentum they had from coming back. So nobody should be proud of that. Scratch it off. Tomorrow is the night. Game six in Montreal. If the Habs win, game seven is just going to be ridiculous. But right now, nobody has any bragging rights because that was uh, that was bad on both sides last night. Would you classify it as piss poor? Piss poor Piss effort poor. at times. <laughs> That's such a, a good. It. It's such that a good, good like way to describe something you don't like, like or think it's bad. That is piss poor. Yeah, we got to <laughs> know a little bit about our audience from our FM radio show this morning because we asked an interesting question on Instagram and on Facebook. What is a topic you could speak about for thirty minutes with zero preparation? What could you talk about for half an hour straight, completely unprepared? <laughs> A topic that you're so knowledgeable on, you could just effortlessly go on and talk about it. Some of these answers, Kat, are Mm -hmm. insane. Mm -hmm. And some of these conversations would be painful. Oh, my gosh. Cows, movies, big rigs, cancer. Uh, That would be a fun one to sit through. (laughs) Let me tell you everything I know about cancer. Like, oh, Oh, good. Uh, Scott and Kat on 91.5. Hey, appreciate that. That's great. Uh, My dislike of Doug Ford. That reminded me of someone that we all know that also hosts this podcast. Fuck Doug Ford. (laughs) Uh, I think you should stop saying that part out loud and just play the clip from 21 Jump Street from Rob Riddle. Fuck you, Doug. Fuck you, Doug. Doug. (laughs) It's my favorite. I love it. Uh, 80s music says Kathy. Um, Pregnancy, birth, and behaviors says another person. Tupperware. Kim, Tupperware. nobody wants to hear you talk about Tupperware for, for half an hour. Is that someone who hosts like the I, Tupperware parties and stuff? I have yeah, no she's doubt. probably doing pampered chef parties or yeah. something. No doubt. Let uh, me sell you this seventy-four dollar <laughs> uh pizza roller. Like it's it's tremendous. Megan, You'll never need another one. No. Well, I barely need the one I have though. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This cutting board will never break. Ever. At veganism. I'm sure we all want to hear about that for half an hour. Uh, I don't even want to hear about it for half an hour. And you're vegan. (laughs) Right. Uh, I could talk for hours about donkeys. All right. Uh, Child abuse. Oh, getting dark here. Childhood abuse and how it affects you. 
Uh, oh, 80s horror movies, very specific genre. I like it. 90s boys band. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's some really interesting things that people believe that they could talk about. 30 minutes, no problem, no prep. Here's somebody who says they could talk nonstop for 30 minutes with no preparation about tires. What can you talk about for 30 minutes? You can talk about for half an hour. Like, is it, do all of these topics, and I only say this because I'm not an expert in, I don't think anything that was said there. Um, but do those people sit there and and have like the, uh, like the Bubba Gump kind of conversation? Well, there's all kinds of different tires. You know, you get tires that are, that are thicker than other tires. You get snow tires. You get all season tires. You get, you know, one, ones that, uh, require a, a sealant you can put on if you end up rolling <laughs> over a nail. Like, I mean, it, I just can't imagine it being a very exciting conversation. The rims on tires. Sometimes you get the rims that spin. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Putting in air in the tires is pretty common across the board. <laughs> pretty standard. That would be the worst. <laughs> no offense what, to the person who's an expert in no, tires. But even but, a mechanic would probably tell you they don't want to sit through that. Yeah. yeah. Especially our mechanic. He'd be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> But I will say this: I did enjoy, like, when they, whenever he'd switch out my tires, I did enjoy watching him switch everything over in the rim because there's like a machine that does it and balances it and all that. And I was like, "Well, that's pretty cool." But I, that's the extent of my interest. It ended. There. Won't watch the Habs, but I'll watch you change my tires. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't give you twenty minutes, but I'll honey, make some tires. popcorn. It's time to change over to the all seasons. Tire time. <laughs> okay, one of the comments that stood out to me here was one from Steph. Who says on the question, what could you talk about for half an hour completely unprepared? How can you or how you cannot be a thousand percent sure that your reality is actually happening? For all we know, we're living in a dream. Okay, hang on. It let could me t- be in what I got to get. Sorry. Let me just got to smoke my weed for a second so I can get in on this convo. Okay. okay, I'm good. Go. Here we go. How can you. Or how you cannot be a thousand percent sure that your reality is actually happening. For all we know, we're living in a dream. It could be someone else's mind. This usually goes down a rabbit hole and ends up about how there are limitless possibilities and a Harry Potter world probably exists in another dimension. Yeah, this is usually how you end up in a padded room somewhere. <laughs> don't say that out loud. You don't tell people that out loud. Yeah, that, that's an inside thought. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it because there's little things that, that I wonder about with multiverses and all that kind of fun stuff. But most of what we've learned about it doesn't come from a scientific area. It comes from an entertainment background. Yeah. You know, it's it's now we're asking it's like a conspiracy theory almost where it's like you're asking to prove the the negative. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you prove to me it doesn't exist. Like, why is the burden of proof on me? You're the one who just claimed that there's. That there's an alternate reality going on or we're in somebody's brain. Like, why am I the one who's got to prove to you that we're not? You know what I mean? So, I know what you mean. So it's a weird one. I've been down that rabbit hole I've been down that rabbit hole How far down before. did you go for it? Well, I am, I am, I'm pretty interested in, although I don't think I would choose that topic to speak on for 30 minutes, but I'm always fascinated by, yes, the idea of that and also the idea of consciousness and what is consciousness. Mm-hmm. Like, we are aware right now. We are here as far as we know together. But there's Are you a, here? That's well, see, then you can really fuck yourself up there because (laughs) you totally can. There's a great um, and I wish I knew the name of it offhand, guys. Uh, You can message me and I'll I'll send you a link if anyone's interested. But there's a great docuseries on Netflix about that. And they actually speak with people who came back after death. And based on all of the things that they knew happened while they were technically dead, they came out of their bodies. and, And these are people who believe that consciousness only exists in your body for a short time, but that it does jump to different worlds and realms, and it really gets fucked up. But you can definitely go down that rabbit hole, and and then and then you think of things differently. It really does mess you up. I think part of that is because we've been shaped to think that that might be what happens. So you think you're gone, you think you're dead, you think your brain's done working, and it's not because it's now processing what it thinks is supposed to happen. So you're yeah. now picturing, oh, I, I saw a white light. You know, but if we were told, you know, 100 years ago that when you die, you see a red light, nobody would be talking about a white light now. They'd be talking about a red light. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think it's like I we've, know, we've, me- we've trained ourselves to prepare for something like that. So we now classify the, I was dead. I was in another world. And there's some people who like absolutely totally believe that that's exactly where they were. Yeah. But I, I've never died, so I can't tell you. Exactly. Right? Like, but it is interesting to hear from different perspectives. And some people who actually study this, by the way, and get paid a lot of money to study it, other worlds. Keep, 
But what if when I see red, you're actually seeing white? See, now you're fucking Maybe it up Maybe both can be more. true. Maybe yeah. both are right. Maybe every time I see white, you see red and vice versa. Yeah. Maybe my red is white and your white is red. It's entirely possible. Yeah, I can totally see how you could go down that rabbit hole. It's an interesting thing. Uh, Dave, what would you talk about for half an hour, did you say? I didn't say because I, I feel like I could probably do a few different things. It's mostly the things I'm really interested in. Music, uh, movies. Wrestling. I could talk about wrestling. I could talk about sports. Mm-hmm. I could talk about Metallica. I could talk about radio. I could do all kinds of stuff. Um, I don't know, say I would be an expert in all of it, but I could carry half an hour on each one, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would talk about Doug Ford. I agree with that other person. <laughs> would you? Oh, that <laughs> actually really? is yours. Yeah. Okay, very good. That's yeah, a relatively could, new one, though. Uh, well, I mean, there's been a couple of different Dugs over the last year. There was the practical, thoughtful one who cared about businesses, and now there's the the one who won't make a decision and hides in his office and is totally hanging people out to dry Doug that we have now. And then there was a couple of evolutions in between where he tried to be a different Doug and he wasn't, and it, it's a, just a whole goddamn mess. So maybe when all this is over, we'll talk about that. So Scott's going to write a book, and it's going to be chapter one, folks. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the book folks would be called era. folks folks doug and i feel like i feel like scott's speech would include a lot of and another thing yeah and by the way yeah <laughs> listen yeah when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply um dave you have had your first shot i have had my first shot when are we getting our second shot is a question that will likely get answered today when the premier gives his uh news conference first one in a week so that's good news but he one thing we won't know today is whether or not kids are going back to school so i'd love your take on a kind of along those lines i asked that question this morning on our facebook page the scott and cat one hey uh should kids go back to school and it was remarkable to me how many people said, what's the point? It's only a month. What's the point? I can't wrap my mind around that thinking. I think there's a lot of point in going back, even if it's for two weeks. I think there's a lot of point in going back. A month is a long time. Do you think they should go back? Well, I think the people who are saying, what's the point, are they're probably not thinking about it from perspective of, like, what are the kids learning in that time? What's the social element of it? They're, you know, I would think, I'm, I'm totally projecting on this, but I would think that they would be considering whether it's the right move for, from a health perspective. And they're considering whether it is safe and whether they should do it because they want to put their kids in the safest position possible. I'm wondering if that's the case. Whether they should or not, I, I think kids should be back in as soon as it's safe. And if that means there's a month left in school, then, then they go back for a month. The whole what's the point thing, it's like, are you saying let's, let's just start summer early or like right. what? what's the argument against it other than it being a healthy place to be and it being okay and safe? Yeah. I personally am all for it for a couple of different reasons. Number one, yes, I totally agree with Dave. If they say it's safe and it is safe, then why not? Also, I, I feel like y- you definitely should have a say if you're a parent, but keep in mind if any parent's don't want to do that, there still, I believe, will be the option of keeping your kids back. There always has been. So if you're so unsure about it and it goes ahead as, yes, in-class learning is a go, you're totally allowed to keep your kids out of in-class if that's what makes you comfortable. So I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And I know some parents who would completely disagree with that statement of what's the point, whose kids really need it like, yeah. and have really been craving it, even the social aspect or maybe it is the in-class learning aspect of it. Uh, they, they are doing better when they're in-class. And others are doing better distance learning. So I think that even with it being open, at least parents do have the option and they're the ones who should have the say. I think there's some question too from the teachers. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, are the teachers putting uh, are getting put front line? Are they, are they getting vaccinated at a quicker rate? Like, I mean, the whole, the whole area, like it just needs to be safe and something that people have peace of mind with. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple of things on that. Number one, I agree with everything you said there, Kat, but one other thing that I would add to that is... It's also for the parents. 
And before parents have these kids nonstop for the entire summer, which is only a month away, maybe they could use a bit of a break and have their kids back in school for a couple hours each day. They do need a break, I think. I think there's a lot of them that definitely do. Otherwise, we're talking April until September, nonstop kids home. That's a lot of uh, formal lunches to make and activities to plan and keeping them busy and yada, yada, yada. So I think there's a lot of parents out there that could definitely use a break as well. And they've got work to do. There's a lot of people that are working from home and then their kids trying to distance learn from home. And it would be really nice for them if they could just have that little bit of peace during the day and know that their kids are out there. But I don't understand the argument that it's not safe because I know that that's one that some people will make. But it was safe uh, for the first semester because teachers had their PPE and all that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. I don't understand why that's now not safe. Somebody messaged me this morning and said, I've had a face shield on since September. And I thought, good, that's a very good way to protect yourself. Mask, face shield, you should be good. Now there's many, many, many more people vaccinated, so I I don't really understand the argument that it's less safe now than it would have been in the fall or Mm -hmm. January, February. I I don't get that, but we'll see what Doug has to say later on today. Um, Circling back to the food, because Dave, I made a note of this when you mentioned it earlier. You use the example of a pizza cutter, right? Yes. Do you have one? I do. And I actually just bought one like a couple weeks ago. Really? You bought one? Yeah. I didn't think people actually bought those. I thought they were just inherited. Like when you move out on your own, your parents give you some things and a pizza cutter is just one. Well, you it's don't waste your time a, with that. A rolling pin in a, in, a, in, a, in a pizza cutter. I will never waste my time with a pizza cutter ever again, ever since my Italian friend told me I was doing it all wrong. And I laughed at her at this, but I use it all the time. Kitchen scissors. Yeah. Scissors are so much better than a pizza cutter. And, and Do you not, have any kitchen scissors, Dave? Uh, can you define kitchen scissors? You, these are the ones you use for food. Okay. You cut the pizza. It is so much easier. I think the only food I cut with scissors is green onions. Yeah. That's it. Trust me, this will change your life. Why am I, why am I cutting pizza with scissors? What? Because it's way easier than using a pizza cutter and then you got to spin the thing. You just spin cut, the cut, thing. Cut, cut. It's not a difficult process. I don't have to get a, like a, a uniform on to do it or anything. Like, it's, it's pretty easy. Uh, they're hard to clean and they get all gunked. I, I will never go back to a pizza cutter. So you're using scissors. I have multiple kitchen scissors. Now, keep in mind, I use scissors for a whole lot because I have little kids. So I have to cut up the chicken fingers and cut up everything that they eat, so basically. It's so way you, easier. You're throwing the knives out and now you're cutting everything with scissors? Yeah, I'd rather use scissors than knives. Wow. Yeah. Why? It's Like <laughs> I, I said, it's why. easier. It's easier than, than the cutting, it, than cutting with a knife, especially. Way easier. I'll, I'll say this. You're right, Kat. It is very weird. Uh, my girlfriend only uses scissors and she cuts pizza, flatbread, just salads. about anything. Cutting salads changed my life. What don't be don't be that person that sits there and cuts up your romaine after you watch it with your hands. Scissors, kitchen scissors. Actually, we mentioned Pampered Chef not long ago. Uh, yeah. I have Pampered Chef scissors. They're fantastic. Of course you, you got suckered into going to one of those shitty parties. <laughs> no, I luckily I know someone who's a rep and I just said, I want scissors and that's all I want. And they got me scissors. Did they you didn't not have try to sit up- through a 45-minute presentation? No, yeah, right? I did not. Yeah. There was no upsell on like this amazing pizza stone? That no will, upsell. That will make your pizza the best you've ever had? Never. Nope. And they know that most people who do that kind of thing know how I feel about that kind of thing. But these kitchen shears are fabulous. Here's a uh, casserole dish that you clean with a piece of plastic. <laughs> it's, it's very revolutionary. Well, I, I, yeah. Huh. I, I thought it was the strangest thing ever. I mean, I was over at her place and she's like, hey, I'm going to make some flatbreads and stuff like that. And she pulled the scissors out and I thought, what in the actual fuck is going on here? I like this girl and now I'm going to have to break up with her. What, what, yeah. what is happening here? No, That's she's doing it the it. Right, no, she is doing it the right way. I, there, she is. I and she it's is, life changing when you life-changing. use scissors. Dave. I, she's lovely. She's a wonderful person. But yeah, this could be it. Scott, I'm sorry to tell you. This might well, be it. Dave, you it need bizarre. kitchen scissors in your life. Just trust me. You got to change it up. Just try it. Just give it a try. For everything? Anything that you cut with a knife? Most use things. Use scissors. Yeah. I, I use it for toast, cutting off the crusts of the toast, the kid's toast, and cutting it into little pieces. It's a time saver. Your right. time is precious. Don't All waste right. your time cutting with knives. I'm Kat Callahan, and I am talking on behalf of Kitchen Shears Everywhere. <laughs> for far too long, the knife industry has, has dominated the kitchen, and now it's time to get away from their propaganda.
It's the government propaganda pushing us towards yeah, getting right. these these uh, pizza rollers when we could have been using scissors all along. It's the mainstream <laughs> media who keeps telling us to use fake, knives. Fake fucking news yeah. alert. You need knives for certain things. Cutting a tomato as a great example. You can't use a kitchen knife. That was going to say. For that. No, you no, no. That. So like, you got to use proper knives for, for those kinds of things. But when it comes to any type of bread... Uh, especially pizza. I mean, you mentioned pizza, and that's right where I went, Scott. As soon as you said pizza cutter, I thought, pizza cutter? I'm never buying one of those again. All right, I'm slicing a bagel. What do I use? So for that, again, you'd have to use a knife. Like, yeah, see, so you need a knife. <laughs> I'm not saying to throw your knives away. That's what Kat said, throw your I knives away. I said we need to start a movement with the kitchen scissors to introduce those to save you time on all the I, other things. I, I'm going to just suggest this here, just because maybe you're not aware of it, but you're coming off kind of scissor snobbish. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> little scissor snobbish. I didn't think you were a scissorist, but you, you really are. <laughs> You think you know somebody, but then you find out who they really are. <laughs> Try it if you want to, okay? It actually is great. I totally agree with you. I just thought it was weird. And and then when when she actually has to cut paper or something like that, I started thinking to myself, are those the same scissors she used on the fucking pizza? Right? Uh-oh. Yeah. You got to keep them separate, though. You need Kitchen to have scissors. specific shears for your regular cutting stuff and then shears for your pizza, your flatbreads, mm-hmm. cutting crusts off of toast and all that sort of shit. All right. I'm going to hate myself for asking this question, but is there like a different shape? Is there something? How do I identify kitchen scissors from just plain old scissors? I kind of want to play with you and say there is, but no, I mean, not really. But kitchen shears specifically, as long as they're sharp, they're good. Like, don't go buying them at the dollar store because they're not going to help you out with some of the, if you get like a thicker crust pizza or something, you'll, you'll hate your life. That's why I mentioned the pamper chip, but there's lots of different kinds of varieties of very sharp, good kitchen scissors specifically for food. Are you sure you're not working for them? Because this is coming off very endorsement. I swear to God, I'm not. No. And these are the only things I have from them is kitchen shears. That's all I have. You should work for them. You've actually got me sold, and I was already in favor of the idea. (laughs) I'm Kat. And by the way, have you heard of Arbonne? (laughs) (laughs) What's happening here? That's just Kat looking down on the rest of us from the top of the pyramid she's on right now. Yeah. Well, she's going to sell enough kitchen scissors to, or shears or whatever you want to call them. I have a Mercedes, them. just so you know. I was going to say, you get your white Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. Six months from now, you'll be driving a white Mercedes. No, I think every, I've talked about the pyramid schemey things. I fucking hate them. I think people know that, but I will say that every now and again, there's a good product that comes from one of them. I just don't want to sit and watch a presentation on it. Some of the people who are commenting on this 30-minute presentation definitely do sell Arbonne or, you know, what is the other, like the beach body or all the other shit that, they, that there is out there. You, you can not call it a pyramid scheme if you want, but we all know it's a pyramid scheme. Well, we know what Scott or what Kat's 30-minute topic will be. Kitchen shears? Kitchen shears. Yeah. I I didn't know that there was a difference, to be quite honest. I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, give it a, give it a, if you want to, you give it a try. I'm not going to push scissors on anyone. Is this a cultural thing? It, well, I mean, I, a lot of Italians do it. Scott just said it and I said it. I mean, it was my very Italian friend that first introduced me to it and your girlfriend's Italian. I feel like, I don't know, maybe this is an (laughs) Italian thing. I bet you Chef Boyardee's rolling around in his grave right now. (laughs) I never use the Caesars. They they don't consider him one of them. That's yeah, fair. Very exclusive club, that <laughs> Italian true. club. That's true. They don't have a whole lot of time for Chef Boy RD. Um, oh, actually, by the way, just last thing on this topic is I went to uh, uh, do some cleaning last weekend, and I found a fucking mountain of Tupperware dishes that she had sent me home with leftovers of, because that's what they do, right? It's like, oh, leftovers, take, manja, manja. So... <laughs> I took all these fucking Tupperware containers back and I set them on her counter and I realized to myself, you were so fucking sweet to make me that food and all those leftovers and I'm an asshole that hoarded all your fucking Tupperware for like a year and now I've got a mountain of it that I'm returning here. It was like um, when you return a a book to the library and it's way overdue. Mm Yeah, I didn't even want to stay. I'm like, yeah, just set it on the counter and run because I'm an asshole. You're like, here, I'd like to return this waiting for Godot. Uh, <laughs> took it out in grade 10. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Found uh, it in my garage. <laughs> we are very low on time. So just one more thing here. A lot of us have been driving a lot less because of the stay at home orders and the lockdowns and yada, yada, yada. And America is reopening. And so they did a poll. They asked people like, hey, I mean, now that we're reopening, are you confident in in your abilities to be driving? Do you remember all the things that you're supposed to be doing or have you fallen out of practice? 
They say 46% have been on the roads much less during the pandemic. 37% of them claim they've basically forgotten how to drive. And that's it not good. That's shows. reassuring. That's great. It shows. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have been for a drive recently. I don't go for a drive very often anymore. But when I am out there, the roads are full of assholes right now. Not signaling, driving in the left lane, stunt driving and impaired driving charges are way up. So what do you guys think of this? Mandatory driver's ed. Oof. Everybody, you get five years to take a driver's ed course or your license doesn't get renewed. I've heard people say that just in general. Mm Mm-hmm. Just in general, like, I mean, but I think what you would learn more is the etiquette, road etiquette, more than the rules, because the rules haven't really changed much, but the etiquette has. And what you what you should be doing in the left lane, what you should be doing in the right lane, and, and the signal thing, yes. I, I don't know why that one bothers me so much. There's two things that really upset me when 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 people are doing They don't signal, and they don't say thank you yep. when you let them in. I hate that, too. Like just, It just takes just a quick a arm. Quick That's wave. fine. Nothing like, a, hey, thanks for letting me in. Yeah, you know, especially when you're like, oh, I'm, I'm probably doing this a little too close, but thank you for letting me in. It's just a, what, like, why have we lost that etiquette? Yeah. Why have we lost that? The other thing is throwing. I'll throw another one. Is throwing your cigarette butt out the window. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, so that's littering. Like you get a ticket for that if you did it in front of a cop, but I never see people get tickets for tossing a cigarette butt. Out you know, the I window. heard somebody say the argument to it was, well, what? there's no ashtray in the car anymore. Well, then don't smoke in the car. I don't know what to tell you, but don't yeah. throw it on the ground. How's that your how is that the alternative? Yeah. Like, just whip it out on the, onto the ground. I'm just like, here you go. Yeah. Like, how is that okay? Yeah. When I used to commute, I used to see it all the time, especially on the because no one wants to stop and pull over and yeah. take their time and do it. They're like, oh, I can keep driving. And then they toss it out the window and it ends up hitting your car. And oh, I mean, anything I could like happen, you know? I sound like, I feel like I'm an old man yelling at the clouds when I say that, <laughs> but it's like, don't throw your cigarette butts out the window. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I, that one, that one still bugs me. But I do like the idea of there being a refresher. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like you have to go for a course or for like an hour long lesson or do something online or just or... a test to see how you are like again. Yeah. I mean, there's there's I've heard the conversation so many times about people saying when you get into um, uh, an older age that you should be retested because your abilities do diminish. Yeah. So is it possible that they get bad enough that you should not be driving anymore? And the answer is maybe. Yeah. And I think there should be one in between that. I mean, yeah. we go for so many tests for all kinds of other things, and we have to update our license plates and everything else. But the important thing is that people know how to drive and follow the rules of the road. Yeah. So maybe they do should have a refresher. Maybe if, let's say, you do get your license around 16 to 20 years old, you have to go when you're 40-ish, and then you have to go again if you're driving 80-plus. I don't know if they can come up with a generic rule like that, but I'd be all for it. Yeah, think about that. You get, you get your, your first license at 16, and then you don't get tested again. I mean, Never. we have the graduated Ever. system, but yeah, you could you could drive till you're 95, and you know, over 79, 80 years, like things are probably going to change well, along the and, way. And we have to rely on family members. And I know because it's happened in my own family, in my extended family, where someone was driving that should not have been driving, like early yeah. stage dementia, still driving, oh, and wow. it wasn't okay. And so they had to step in and yeah. do that. And it was a fight and it was, it got terrible and it got personal, but shouldn't it be that maybe somebody else that's not a family member has to step in and say, whoa, buddy, let's test you and make sure you're okay because you're clearly not okay. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not right. Here's my suggestion. This is what we should do. I think that the pandemic is a great excuse for them to roll this out. And I think it would be make, it would make the road safer for everybody. Online course. It's basically an online version of your G1 or your beginners, depending on how long you've had your license. I just missed graduated licensing. I got my license right before it came into effect. So I never had to do all that. I got my full license 30 days after my 16th birthday. It's amazing. But I've never taken a test since. So you get five years, five years to go to, I don't know. Don't be an asshole.com and take your test. <laughs> I like that one. Remember to signal.ca, whatever. You have to go there, you do this test, and you need, say, uh, 75% to pass. That goes right to the Ministry of Transportation. They'll see you've done your course the next time you renew your license. If you haven't done your course, no license. Is that an unreasonable ask? Because I feel like that would make things a lot better for all of us. How often do you have to get your boater's license renewed? No, that's Never. another one. You've got it for life. you got it for life? Never. Dave, so you, let, let me, and, let me, and let me tell you something. I have mine. 
I shouldn't. You shouldn't have a boating license. I shouldn't. License. I use it for and now and and to be just to make it clear, I know I shouldn't, so I don't. I don't drive a boat. Yeah. I did it because I wanted to drive a, a, a jet ski and stuff like that, like smaller things. I'm yeah. totally comfortable with. I am not comfortable operating a boat. Yeah. But I happened upon a test when I went to Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I went inside the tent and I said, "How long is this going to take? Like, I can just get my license right here." Yeah. Uh, and there you go. And they hope that you don't go on your phone. That's it. They just hope you don't go on your phone and Google answers. And I passed. So it's easier than like time. a Pepsi taste test. The, the first time. Very similar. <laughs> you walk up and be like, I would like my boater's license, please. And, and, they, like, okay. and I still have it. I haven't even been on a CD in a, in a, CD in a few years now. I still have it. And What's, I'll have it for well, life. What, what are some things that you have to get relicensed for? There has to be. You can't just be a one and done for everything. Businesses. Yeah. yeah you see, anything they can charge you for, you have to renew regularly. Basically. Yep. Because otherwise, they're still taking your money if you're driving, based on plates and everything else that you that you're paying for. Yeah. Your stickers, all that. But you think maybe they would put in a mandatory test there somewhere in like midlife, and then again when you're a senior citizen of some at whatever age you want to put it, so that they could make that money too. And I I don't know. I think it would look nothing but good on government. Some people will complain. Absolutely, they're going to piss and whine about it. But I, I think it's overall it's pretty important. Yeah, you know, I just think it, it would take 20 minutes of your time every five years or maybe once a decade where you just have to prove that you still remember what you were taught way back when you were a teenager. And if you can do that, no problem. Well, how many bad habits have you developed over the years? Right. And if you were to sit down with a driving instructor, they would be like, this is insane. What are you doing? And maybe you right. need that because you, your family and friends will be the first to critique you, right? We all have maybe that critique. Maybe someone thinks you drive too close. Yeah. And, and maybe likely it's your spouse or partner. Maybe you've been in the car with a friend. We all have those people in our life, right? They speed a lot. Oh, don't drive with them. They suck at driving for X, Y, Z reason. But they're not going to listen to you because they're your friend or your family member or someone you're close enough with to share a ride with. You get in the car with the instructor and you're like, hey, it's four and seven, right? On the wheel. That's yeah. what I'm supposed, like, to, the, supposed to do. Like, <laughs> like the instructor should be the one. And you know what? You should get the hardcore instructor halfway through, I think. That would be kind of fun. That would be a fun like job. A like, sergeant. <laughs> let, me t- let me get this straight. You've been driving for you know 20 years like this, you asshole. Let me yeah. tell you the truth. Whoever's telling you that you're driving too close, it's true. Back the fuck up. Yeah, you're terrible. Two chevrons, fucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Picture the chevrons, man. <laughs> Come on. So maybe maybe that is needed too, because even if you know you have bad habits, you're not willing to listen to anyone around you because you always think that you're smarter than the other person. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Is that government in getting too involved in our lives, though, Scott? I mean, people will hate that, right, Scott? No, I mean, there's certain things the government does have a right to do and certain things they don't have a right to do. One of the things they absolutely have a right to do is enforce the rules of the road, and they have to have a mechanism of training drivers. They can't just train you once when you're a teenager and say, all right, you're on your own for the rest of your life. No, I mean, it's totally reasonable to ask that you certify that you still remember certain shit. There's so many occupations where you do have to get relicensed regularly. Dave, your your wife's a realtor. She probably has to take recertification courses yep. or upgrade courses all the time. Yep. Laws change, uh rules change, things like that. And I guess maybe that's the the argument is people are saying well, the the road rules haven't really changed much, but they the like I said before, the etiquette has. And the way you operate your vehicle has changed over the years. So yeah, I think right. that there's a difference there. And the way that they're making cars differently too now, right? Yeah. I mean not every car is the same. So yeah. maybe there is something to be said about learning and relearning along the way. And Sharpening give, your skills. You're absolutely right. And do, things do change. A good example of that is how many roundabouts we have here. And anyone who's driven through them knows that some people just have no fucking idea. I have no problem driving through a roundabout, but I'm afraid of everyone else driving yes, through the roundabout. Because some people really truly don't know it. And they yeah. didn't take the time to look it up. You know, when, when your local, you know region sent out a video explaining how it works when it came to the region near you no one's looking at that so they're just hoping for the best and zooming through it's a problem we're driving around this roundabout for eight minutes (laughs) how do i exit Ah, seriously (laughs) and that's the great example cat i mean roundabouts are fairly new since many people in maybe their 40s that's new since they got their license so yeah maybe there should be a little segment on how to handle a fucking roundabout even little things like road signs I'm I'm G1.ca right now. It's a practice test that you can take before you're you get your G1 as a teenager. Okay. Oh, I wonder if we'd ever all pass that. That's interesting. I got the very first question wrong, but I was half paying attention because I was trying to concentrate on this conversation. Okay, maybe we'll do this after. We'll do this oh. after the podcast. You got to send me that link.
G1.ca. Okay. But simple one. Uh, it's an inverted red triangle sign. You can picture that. It's a triangle. Inverted right in red triangle Inverted sign. red? Like a yield? Is that a yield? A, yeah, I'd have it to see it. It's a yield, yeah. Does that indicate a school zone is ahead? That you have the right of way? That a railway crossing is ahead? Or that you must give way? You must give way. You, give way is yield? Yes. Correct. Well, that's it. Oh. Give us a transport truck. We're ready. Then I'm, I'm good to go. Okay, but give me a boat. Give me a truck. Give me a car. I'm going to drive good. a Sea-Doo down the 401. I'm ready. <laughs> the very next question is one of those very Toronto-esque confusing parking signs that says you can park here during these hours, but not during these hours. And the question is, what does this mean? No parking at any time. You may not park in this designated area during the posted times. You may park in the area during the posted times or only weekend parking is allowed. That's not a bad one, because I'll bet you there's people who don't normally go to the six who find themselves in the six and don't know what the fucking parking signs overwhelmed. mean. They're absolutely yeah. overwhelmed. You're right. When you Some said of those that- signs are very specific, like, oh, you can park here yeah. for a maximum of two hours, but only between nine and three. And again, after 11 weekends yeah. are fine, but only before five. They're very confusing. I'm glad to know that they ask stuff like that. That's good. When you said that there was a very Toronto-esque question, I thought it was going to be something like, where do you park your longboard in Liberty Village? Or something like that. That's what I thought you were going to go with. Right up your ass. Um, Right up your ass. (laughs) All right, guys, we got to go. This was fun. Thank you for listening to this edition of After 9. We will be back on Monday with another edition. Have a great weekend. The final one under a stay-at-home order in Ontario. Maybe. <laughs> we hope. Okay. The Amazon just reached a deal to buy MGM Studios for $8 billion. Yeah, at this point, the only thing Jeff Bezos doesn't own is hair. <laughs> 34 million Americans are expected to hit the road this weekend. Another 2.5 million have plans to fly, which is way up from this time last year. TSA says expect long lines at the airport. I'm even excited to see the TSA. When that wand touches my inner thigh, I'm going to look the agent right in the eyes and say, I missed you too, big guy. I really did. The Recording Academy announced changes to the Grammy Awards nomination process. That's right. You can now be nominated if you're Taylor Swift or Beyonce. Well, check this out. It's so that CVS is now offering prizes for people who get vaccinated in their pharmacies. Some of the prizes are pretty great, especially the grand prize, the key to the locked case where they keep all the razors and deodorant. (laughs) 